0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we're something, something in your head, something talking about Spider-Man 2, one contemplative cyborg conversation minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna.
2: <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> and I'm Pete the Retailer. Hey Pete,
0: welcome. <sighs> Hi guys.
1: Happy to have you on the show, Pete. Uh, of yeah. course, from uh, Star Wars Minute, the original OG uh, Movies by Minute podcast, so we're...
0: Very yeah, We had Alex on uh-huh. last season, mm-hmm. and then we got we got Pete on this season. Full set, right. yeah. Um, to, yeah. Not
2: not to not to brag, but I, I like this movie more, so I'm kind of glad <laughs> I'm here for this one. <laughs> I like the other well, one fine. I'm glad to have, have you on today
1: better. for minute 46, which is the one that begins with Otto calling his arms monstrous things and ends with him saying, Peter was right, I miscalculated. So... It's all
0: just I was auto. right yeah all, auto-talk. Mm-hmm. All auto. like and it's, sister, all, right. it's all a close-up of of Alfred Molina yeah. just <laughs> yeah playing to nothing and it's uh, it's kind of incredible because like I don't know we keep we keep talking about um, the uh, the puppet arms mm-hmm. that they use a lot in in the movie but you would have thought that they'd be using puppet arms here, but they're not, they're using CG arms. And I don't know why. I almost wonder if there were puppet arms and they just got the shots back and maybe it didn't play. And so they, they, you know, phantom menaced uh, the puppet, (laughs) the puppets out. Puppets out. Yeah. Um, I've got a theory
1: about it. What what I'm figuring is um, because this is one long shot that includes that sort of, whip reframe where he turns shows the inhibitor chip and then turns back Mm -hmm. really quickly um the puppeteers because they have to be physically on either side of the um frame to to operate the puppets when he does that whip turn they would have to run all the way across the screen and then all the way back in like half a second which with the amount of people they have operating the puppets i don't think you could physically do that with a foreground cross or they'd get like knock they'd get interfering with the camera operators, you know? So it's such a quick yeah. back like that that you wouldn't be able well, to fit the puppeteers. But
0: it's but it's not real. It's 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 not a real um snap snap push or whatever however you would call that. It's uh-huh. not it's it's faux. It's it's a it's a faux wonder. It's not Oh you
1: think it, like, there's a join in this one?
0: Oh, oh there's there's two joins. There's a join into him turning around and there's a join out of it. Oh, it's really three three it's shots, three shots blended with together. transitions. Oh. Yeah, blended.
1: Yeah. I thought this was a mm. super elaborate uh like setup with like three reframes in it, like perfect. No, take. that would
0: be That'd incredible, be insane. but I yeah. I don't I don't even <laughs> think that that would be possible, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: really smoothly done, however they did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah.
2: yeah. This is exactly the type of thing that I I hate usually in movies. Mm-hmm. Like this, you know, like you know, the phone is ringing and then like cut close up to the phone. (laughs) Like it's, I I usually refer to it as like directing in crayon where it's just like, (laughs) I have to show you exactly what's going on. You know, it's like, okay, but, but Sam Raimi can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, it's, it's done with style enough that it's like, okay, that I get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's this kind of something in the uh, tone. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, it works. Um, like,
2: it's done intentionally with camp to not be, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like he doesn't feel like he has to. He's doing it to be like, check it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's like a, it, it's more of a dynamic decision, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. than yeah. a practical one. I think the ones that are bad are like the ones that are some kind of studio note like some sort of like we there's a practical reason we need to show the phone we can't just have them say it's ringing we have right. to have them say it and show it people aren't um, gonna
2: know what's happening if you just hear that noise
0: right yeah uh and so it's it's more of like a you know in their in their minds it's a t- it's a te- it's a practical reason and then this isn't it's just completely for dynamic purposes right. because Again, it only works because we're in the camera. Uh-huh. If if we were just standing on set watching a a person go the inhibitor chip and then just turning around, <laughs> touching the back of their head, which right. for some reason they couldn't do from the other direction. <laughs> yeah. And then turning back. I mean, um that's really that's really silly. In fact, I you know, the bad version of this, the reason that it's good I think is because he turns around. It's so campy mm-hmm. and silly mm-hmm. that it that it works if the camera had moved had like spun around to the back of his neck that would have been bad yeah because then it would have been the practical thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does this th- the kind of thing that uh pete doesn't like right I think. right yes yeah like the
1: idea of uh seeing this whole motion with a hand but him still s- s- like staying focused in the direction he's standing in with a weird little insert of that would be absurd but we want to see the chip so we have this like almost dance move that happens um and because because molina is so good at selling like behavior that's like silly and strange but he grounds it that we just kind of go along with it it feels um uh like heightened reality not like fake reality does that make sense that Mm -hmm. distinction yeah 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 like um totally I had a friend, my friend Juliet uh, in college. She's a, a, a musician these days, but she used to be an actor with me in the um, acting program I was in. And she had a phrase that she used to say that the real test of a screen actor isn't in like their technique so much as it is in whether they're actually interesting to watch. Like there are some actors, like screen actors, that maybe aren't polished performers in the way that uh, most of the actors we find in these movies are. Um, but they're still interesting to look at. And that's not the same as being pretty. It's more like, can you see them thinking? And I think what's, what's cool about Molina here is that he's narrating his main thoughts, but internalizing a whole lot in between those. So like mm-hmm. we, we can watch him thinking, even though he's doing this really weird, strange thing by like saying his thoughts out loud. Um, and it's because he's interesting to, to watch. There's just something about that behavior that sucks you in. Even though I wouldn't call him like, you know, a gorgeous man, like handsome wise, he is um, he draws you in in a a compelling way.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it's also um, the the talking out loud. I think I forgive because it's almost as if he has to talk out loud to concentrate Mm. because of the voices in his head. Yeah. You know, so it's like he's it's almost like he's talking over them a little bit. Mm hmm. Um, and we get better examples of him literally talking over them uh, later way in later the in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. L- later in the movie. But um, it's, I don't know, it. it I, it's the kind of thing that th- this scene shouldn't work at all. That's right. the thing that I yeah. think I'm, I'm most <laughs> blown away by is like, there's nothing about like this scene on the page would be so silly, like to mm-hmm. the point where I'm shocked that it actually made it all the way through production mm-hmm. made it to this point. Yeah. Um, Cause you would have thought somebody at some point would have been like, okay, but really this scene doesn't work at all. We need to figure out a different way to do this, but they got it here and Alfred Molina just sells it uh, really, really well. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a silly concept. The fact that these arms are talking to him, which I don't, I I, I really want to kind of dive into what that is because <laughs> what 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 language are these arms speaking mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. if it is actually the arms or is it that he has completely lost it and it's you know he's using the arms as, as an excuse because oh. the arms the arms know things that there's no reason for them to know because they were born, like, a day ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were, like, turned on for the first time a day ago. There's just, like, you know, conceptual things about the world that the arms <laughs> are aware of. Uh, mo- more that we'll get into in tomorrow's minute. But even even here, just them suggesting that he should continue the experiment uh, is... So absurd, yeah, why would the arms care about that? i that's why I you know, and that's that's the reason why i don't I don't know if it's the arms necessarily or if is it is it his stuff sort of like uh, becoming an echo chamber between the AI of the arms and his own brain? Mm. or
1: maybe or, like yeah. like you know, a door swings both ways. So mm-hmm. this like neural connection that they established, uh, you know, the previous day or whatever for the experiment with the nanowires and whatnot. When the inhibitor chip got fried, that's what quote unquote, uh, kept the AI that's necessary for these elaborate movements and control from interfering with his own mental processes. And since that's broken, maybe, I mean, just in the text of the film, we know that like that's messing with him. That's why he's more violent and weird now, but maybe it also works in the other direction where the AI in the arms themselves suddenly know more about the world and like Otto's subconscious desires and the the things that mean the, the most to him. And because they are first and foremost machines that have a purpose to build and sustain fusion or control it, whatever, whatever he called it, um, that they will interpret anything in terms of, yeah, but how can I do the thing I was made to do? Like, how can mm. I, you know, fulfill my prime right. directive or whatever?
2: Um, yeah, I, I assumed it was just kind of symbiosis of a... Not to jump ahead in the, <laughs> in the, in the saga in the too much. But, um, yeah, that it was, you know, feedback between the two, that it's, you know, they had this basic programming thing and then he was kind of interpreting that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's getting basic, basic signals from it and then he was, um, he was kind of in, in, interpolating, expanding upon those. Because mm-hmm. he, he um, had to have
1: know. the, like, information pathway at least run... Back towards him in order to do the uh, um, to see with the cameras that they all have in there in the end of them and to have a sort of sense of what do they call that? Um, proprioception, where like you know where all your limbs are in space,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
1: So there's there had to be some sort of already that's, you know exchange, that, yeah.
0: That's really interesting because then that suggests if the door, if the if the broken door means that it swings both ways now. Mm-hmm. Then that's and, and the arms are becoming more like Otto. Then is Otto becoming more like the arms? Is that what's going on? Maybe is he beco- yeah. is he becoming an arm like a robot arm, <laughs> like a robot arm man? Yeah, uh, an and if, and if that's the case, <laughs> and if that's the case, that's really interesting because it really throws into question a lot of things that I have to say about Spider Man Three. Mm. Because then it's like well. We're just doing Venom right now. Like, this is Venom. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're doing it. So then why did they do it at all? Yeah. And, and why did Sam Raimi supposedly have such a problem with that character when he's, it's, it's this. this? He's doing it right yeah. now, you know, in a way. It's like, he
1: cracked the core um, appeal of, like, what makes that thing interesting, but didn't mm-hmm. apply it
0: to the thing itself. Or, yeah it's, really yeah. Weird. it's like he, right. he, he it's like he kind of just stumbled backwards into it mm-hmm. uh and then oh, maybe maybe that's why he changed some things in spider-man 3 was because he was like oh wow a lot of this is repetitive because i already did it whoops <laughs> um <laughs> well, to be As, clear
1: sam Ramy i wouldn't mind uh another movie that feels like spider-man 2 that's not that well, would be bad for me, yeah. for but, me <laughs> but, but would he want to make it would he be no interested no of in course not it, yeah, yeah yeah <laughs>
2: Um, As somebody who worked in comics retail in the in the 90s, uh I can totally get just kind of eye rolling at Venom because it started out as a great concept and then it was just like beaten to death. And I can see just kind of from a from a layperson's not 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 to call him a layperson (laughs) per se. But if you know, if you read, let's say, some Spider-Man comics in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. And then you kind of like try went to pick it back up, and it's just like all you see is just this, this ridiculous, you know, like maximum clonage and stuff like that. So it's just like okay, like come on, this is ridiculous garbage. Like, it is. It really the, is. The core of of the venom, you know, Venom's origin and the core of the Venom character is is an amazing idea. Sure. Yeah. But it's creepy. and the, weird. It's often been handled so poorly that I can totally get his not wanting to necessarily associate with that. I mean, the core of it is. Is like we said, it's it's similar to what's going on here, which is when it works well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But right. The the then I, I could totally
2: see yeah. just getting, you know, it's like, I feel that way about some characters that, you know, I, I probably shouldn't that are, you know, <laughs> perfectly fine. I'm sure they're nice characters, but just like <laughs> uh, from my experience with them, is just like, what, this is what the kids are into. This is dumb. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, but
2: um, I, d- I was also definitely getting a, um, a, a little Sweeney Todd vibe off of this thing, where like Sweeney <laughs> Todd, where he's kind of like singing to his razors and just yeah. like, with the arms and kind of like him kind of leaning into that and being like, "Yes, yeah, soon we'll do that." Quite literally,
0: these I, are my friends. I, yeah, I, I could, yeah. I could absolutely see Alvin Molina using that as a point of reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being totally. being that like you know Broadway theater guy mm-hmm. that he is, um, I could absolutely see that. That makes sense. To me yeah man has he um, ever
2: been in Sweeney Todd I would love to see yeah, that maybe. I want to look that up yeah. in between oh, man
0: God he'd be great I don't know yeah yeah I um, would uh the uh, one other one other note and this is actually um uh at the beginning of the minute mm-hmm. but uh him uh, him saying uh I you know these these monstrous things belong at the bottom of the river mm-hmm. uh and 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 so do I like it's it's interesting to me that Okay. So one, obviously foreshadowing, which is nice. I like, sure. I, I like the foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of foreshadowing. So, um, <laughs> it is what it is, but I, so I like the foreshadowing. Uh, but what else, what the other thing that I find interesting about that moment is that he says these things belong at the bottom of the river. The arms don't react then he says, and so do I. And that's when they react. That's when, they, that's when they're sort of like taking, taking offense yeah. or whatever. It, right. it's, it's not until he says he's going to put himself in jeopardy uh, that they have the problem, yeah. um, which I just think is an interesting choice. Uh, you know, that again, we saw it a little bit when he escaped the hospital. Uh, when he almost got hit by the taxi and it it protected him and then mm-hmm. they 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 protected him in the surgical room and and all of that yeah they're very protective uh you know robotic animals i don't really know what to call them yeah <laughs> um but uh, uh they're they're very protective of him and i just i find that really interesting because it it makes us sort of like them, like even yeah. though they're sort yeah, of the devils totally. on his shoulders, you sort of like them, like they're pets, like they're mm. you know cats or dogs or something. Yeah, um, you they're, know they're weirdly and, loyal. And <laughs> yeah, because they're so loyal, so you 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 like them, and I think it's the reason why, you know, in in both of these movies, uh, you know, you you like Norman and you like. Auto, but in a weird way, like in a way that where you don't like, you know, forgive them for what they're doing or anything like that, but you just sort of empathize with them more than you do normal bad guys yeah. and stuff. Capital you know? B
1: bad guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's all just very interesting. And I, I just, I really like the way that they chose to depict these arms mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the personalities that they gave them. There's
1: something about, like, the idea that uh, the arms didn't have any life before he gave them life, right? Mm -hmm. And how much can they really understand on their own, um, you know, being animated without a central nervous system? Like, maybe the whole unit of the, you know, arms themselves couldn't do anything unless they have their central host. But because they're built to be impervious to damage and whatever... Um, they they can't have any reticence about like going into a dangerous environment like the fusion reactor. So maybe they mm-hmm. don't really. <laughs> this is going too far. But maybe they don't conceptualize <laughs> the concept of damage to themselves. But they are worried about damage to the host organism, like the whole thing. All
2: right. <laughs> you can like, never go too far in a movie. <laughs> <podcast>. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I get it. They're like, you know, they're like, okay, bottom of the river, we can do that. Cool. Yeah. We've done worse. And then it's like, so do I. And like, no, no, wait, you can't go. Yeah. Like, no, we, we, you're not built like us.
0: That's not your job. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you, right. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I also, there's also something, I don't know, uh, primal, pr- like just, just, just a primal fear about, like, I, I guess I've never just conceptualized this before, mm. but the fact that, um, Otto has these things permanently attached to his spine Mm -hmm. and he now can no longer like jump into a body of water. He will die because Mm. he can't get out of it. Yeah. like So like if he right now jumped into the river, he's dead. Just that's it. That's all it would take. Yeah. It's over. That
1: kind of like raises the stakes on this whole, you know, to be or not to be thing he's been doing here since last week. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's contemplating suicide. Is what's happening here? Yeah. Because um, I mean, those those arms weigh so much. There's just there's nothing, nothing could be done <laughs> yeah. if he jumped into like the middle of a body of water like he is in right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: he's basically like toying with the noose, which is mm-hmm. nuts. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I never really the, thought of it that deeply. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: it's a it, this is a, sh- a total like Shakespeare soliloquy, is what's going on right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, it's an aside to the audience. I think yeah. probably yeah. that's probably why he was so comfortable with it because it's literally to- yeah, completely.
0: Yeah. That's completely it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Huh? Oh. Huh?
1: That.
0: That's and and that's why you get stage actors to play parts like this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so how you get the mirror scene, last uh, last movie. That's how you get these scenes, this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I This is way less deep, uh, but I just really like the spooky music in this minute.
0: I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fun. It's the, it's the hint of uh, Elfman's uh, Dr. Octopus theme. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get more yeah. of it uh, later this week. Mm-hmm. Um and it's uh, it's real good. It's real good. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the sort of um, I don't know. It's like it's like the it's like the Doctor Octopus theme, but it's just sort of like sustained notes yeah. instead of uh, instead of the more abrupt ones that we get later mm-hmm. um, in the actual theme. I don't know. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good stuff. It's excellent. Um, yeah. Pete, I'm Is I'm it? curious what it was like. You were you were a retailer at this point, right? Comic book retailer uh, when this movie came out. 2004. <clears> I was. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this this was one of the there's like a sweet spot there for what what year exactly it was it? I didn't go back to look up. But yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, um, actually, yeah, I, I might have had a blip where I wasn't, but I'm I I remember still it was part of the crew that like, you know, that we had this this spot for a while where it's just they opened up the movie theater right next door um oh, to the comic wow. shop basically right across the street. Mm. And so that, you know, uh, the the first thing that I remember being a big thing was the Phantom Menace where we basically, you know, the staff would show up in the morning and it would be somebody's job to go wait online. <laughs> nice. You know, we just send somebody, all right, you're in, you're online for 2 hours, then I'll send somebody else out to relieve you. Wow. And yeah. uh but then any kind of nerd thing that came out, we just had to, we would get all right. Who's going? You know, we'd get a crew together. <laughs> we would meet up. Like home base would be the store, and then we'd go see the movie. And it was a, a good time for nerd movies yeah. too. In the, yeah. It kind of late '90s to early '00s. So. Yeah, it
0: was the it was the beginning of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Starting to snowball. I. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 curious what it would have been like working at a comic book store when this movie came out because I I just I remember this movie being uh you know kind of a phenomenon among uh geek culture friendly people I mean I mean everyone yeah, but yeah. Right. especially in the geek culture like people were calling it a masterpiece I mean they were like you know calling it the best comic book movie ever I mean people still call it that um I so I'm, I'm just curious at the time if you w- remember a lot of conversations about this movie
2: well it was kind of a, a cliche that Okay, you know, like DC could make movies but Marvel couldn't for the longest time, which is an ah, ironic thing to think of now. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cuz DC had, you know, Superman which was huge in in the late 70s and then Batman which was huge in the kind of late 80s to, you know, into 90s. Mm-hmm. Like uh they had two huge kind of franchises, you know, not directly one after another, but you know, pretty close. And it was like, all right, DC can make movies obviously, yeah. like mm-hmm. and there'd never been a successful Marvel bo- movie um, and it was just kind of like, yeah, well, what, you know, what do you, what can you expect? You know, it's just so it's, it's our lot in life. We've got these great comics, and they'll maybe one day they'll get it right. And then suddenly it was like with the first Spider Man, it was like, wait, they they kind of got that right. Like, what's going on? Like, what? And then uh, where was I? I'm trying to remember my chronology, but the first X Men movie was. They
0: kind we're, of the dovetailer. Yeah, yeah. X Men was first, then Spider Man, and then uh, X Men two, and then this. Yeah, right. Yeah, which yeah. this
2: uh, X Men two was alright, but I think this was universally everybody was like, no, wait, that was really good. Like yeah. they're, they're they're getting better. They're not. It's not the law of diminishing returns where we're you know like just they made one that was pretty good, and then the next one is just going to be a kind of half assed copy of it. <laughs> like they're actually making it, you know like and, and even with the stuff that you know. Like the movies that were successful, the Superman and and Batman, you know, you had this kind of. Granted, Superman Two is amazing, but uh, <laughs> it was a little bit of that, you know, the kind of like the more they went to the well, the more it was just kind of like. Mm. Yeah. And that was like, all right, wait, they're they're kind of doing all right with these, like they're treating it seriously somewhat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expanding. Yeah.
2: yeah, 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 absolutely. And it was a, it was an exciting time. Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's. I still think it, about that whenever we record these episodes. Is it kind of takes me back to that time when it was like, oh yeah, this was new and it, and yeah. unheard mm-hmm. of at the time. Because
0: mm-hmm. at this point, we're basically living in a world where nothing is new. Where it's just <laughs> like, like like the idea of like another comic book movie. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, after after they get. Uh, a, a talking raccoon and a, and a you know, a, tr- a tree, yeah. Uh, yeah. a tree person like on screen and believably and it works. Yeah. I What else can you do? Like, what else can you do? You know, like mm. now we're just doing stuff at that level. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I keep joking that like, all right, well, like it's really hard to like parse this, you know, it's like kind of game over when my UPS guy knows who Ronan the Accuser is. <laughs> <Like, that's>, right. <laughs> there's not, there's nowhere to go yeah. from there. Like, what am I, yeah. I have to. I have to, what have I done with my life? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, no. And there's, okay. there's, you know, there's a moment at the end of this movie that uh, is the first time that, eh, like, there's like the first time that they ever hinted at, at like, more stuff. You know, it wasn't, they weren't just making one movie, they were hinting at more yeah. things. Right. Yeah. And it was the first time that it, I'd ever seen that. It was like this. And then right before this, it was, uh, you know, the little dark phoenix tease that you got at the end of X two.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. you're
0: just like, Oh, I know what happens next. And it was like the most exciting thing. And now, I mean, they're just straight up adapting, you know, comics from comic storylines, yeah. uh, you know, onto onto film. And it's just it's it's crazy. We're seeing, you know, we just had a movie that was uh all of the art direction was inspired by Jack Kirby. That's yeah, like, yeah. crazy. What? Two two in a row. Uh-huh. Two in a row. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and there's an aspect of it too where like um we're at a point where i mean back in like 2004 the idea was oh wow this is like a genre that can be successful and it's gotten so successful just in terms of oh these do make money and people will go see them that now we're kind of at a space where you can't like win this game just by like being good at the genre now it's becoming well how do we make a superhero movie that's in a different genre now we're starting to get superheroes that aren't trying to be quote-unquote in the superhero genre we're starting to get oh this is our like piss-taking comedy superhero movie oh this is our like western uh superhero movie like logan or you know oh you know new mutants is going to be a horror movie that's a superhero movie where it's like we reach the end of uh like fidelity to source material and we kind of have to like take left and right turns and go somewhere else somewhere completely Mm -hmm. different or Or I I doubt people would keep going at the same degree that they do.
2: I mean, it's a little bit like comics themselves in like the 70s Mm, to a certain extent. Where like, you know, they did, like there's the superhero, you know, Marvel kind of reinvigorated the superhero thing in the 60s. Yeah. And then it started to not that it started to peter out but it just got a little like all right everybody got it Mm -hmm. you know we all know Mm -hmm. how many times can you just kind of do the same superhero thing and then it was like all right well we can also what about there's karate man and Mm -hmm. what about this swamp monster and it's like all right (laughs) how about Dracula he's got a comic book (laughs) it's you know it's flexing the kind of muscles within that you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's again, comics are a a medium not a genre right
1: exactly yeah and the same with Movies based on comics, like which should it seems like it should be obvious, but it for so long it just meant oh yeah superheroes yeah right, right.
0: Yeah. that means that we're getting uh, dangerously close to the to the deconstruction period um, <laughs> right of yeah. of superhero movies which. You know, I, you know, who knows in, in movie terms, who knows what that would, that period would look like. It might not look like Frank Miller and Alan Moore. It might look like something else, but, um, I think we're, we are getting to that point where we're going to be a couple generations into this, uh, superhero thing and, and somebody's going to want to deconstruct it in some way. And I'm going to be interested to see what that looks like. Yeah. Um. Because they tried doing that way too early, yeah, like twice, Uh, (laughs) right? And it and it just didn't work because there was nothing to deconstruct yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it'll be interesting, uh, you know, ten years from now or whatever. When yeah, somebody makes a, you know, not not literally Watchmen, but a Watchmen, yeah, right, yeah, cinematic equivalent, yeah,
1: yeah, right, right.
0: Go check out our Facebook group, uh, Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group. If you're on Facebook, you can go join us there, talk about Spider-Man stuff. And uh, that's always a lot of fun over there, Spider-Man memes and discussion. (laughs) Um, So go check that out. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 47. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.